Under the leadership of that hardy woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Girls tell to be pretty like me. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have I told you you people are crazy? This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that we have never faked a case of urinary incontinence. All of ours are completely real, right, Jason? <laughs> he just tosses me in, right, Jason? Like, no, I'm fine. How are you? I'm How's doing your prostate, off. Brent, it's, uh, since you it's, brought it up? It's doing okay so far. We'll see if we can make it I don't mean at this through. moment. I mean, just generally, how's your health? It's, it's doing all right. Doesn't feel enlarged? Uh, it feels uh, normally oh, sized, okay. I suppose. Are you glad yeah. you brought it up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today's title is How to Detect Fake Civil War Injuries. I am your host, Brent Taylor. To my left is the man who can't believe today's opener, Jason Donner. Oh, I thought we just did this. No, you've got to do <laughs> it again. I don't have anything. How's your prostate, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Since I last asked, how's it doing? <laughs> it's uh, even better. <laughs> it's like a fine wine uh, or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I talked to legal, and they said that we had to have a doctor if we covered this topic. So with us today is a very special guest, Dr. Upender Mahan. <clears throat> Not a real, real doctor, but uh, if you've got a poem stuck in your head or an essay you just <laughs> are dying to read, I got one for you. All right, well, close <laughs> enough. In this episode of Old Kentucky Tales, our main event will examine the sneaky ways that shirking soldiers had to avoid Civil War duty. And along the way, don't forget to support the fake history sponsors who support Old Kentucky Tales. The products are real, only the sponsorship is fake. Shooting stars are one thing and shooting game is another. The two subjects scarcely bear any relation to one another unless it be in the disappointment each affords. Weather conditions sometimes interfere in the meteoric event, while the failure to borrow a neighbor's gun often postpones the other. This is fine weather and the hunting season is on. No need to borrow now for we are making prices so low this season that every sportsman can afford to own his own gun. We sold lots of these goods last fall but are anxious to make this season sales the greatest in the history of the house and are offering special inducements to that end. In the matter of guns and ammunition, Frank Owens Hardware Company. All right, tell me where you're going with this. I'll tell you exactly where I'm going. Imagine some guy yeah. that you know from the neighborhood knocks on your door and says, hey, can I borrow your gun? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, you cannot. <laughs> Borrow a gun from me. You're going to have to figure it out. It, this was so long and confusing, though. Imagine just read, reading this. Why does it have to say all this? They're prosy back then. They it, just did that back then. They would yeah. write these things that people would just expect it to read. And like I would be confused if I were like a frontier guy looking for a gun. In whatever this was, 1890? It does say guns in really large font. Yeah, that's so the maybe, point. <laughs> maybe you just it's don't read the rest of it and you, and you only see that yeah. word. Yeah, okay. So he's saying, rather than borrow a gun, come down. We're going to make them so cheap that you won't do that. Right. They're going to finally solve <laughs> a lot of social problems that yeah, way. Yeah, it's just, I, I would imagine if I were one of those frontier people, you know, maybe I'm not as educated as having to read all this, but I do see guns and ammunition in bold. But I, I got to say, it would make for some good bathroom reading. <laughs> you're right. That's true. Yeah, you're, you're in there for 30 <laughs> minutes. And like, I'll, I'll just read this advertisement. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, you're right. Back then, there was a lot more bathroom reading. Like, that's where they got their reading done and so on. <laughs> is that is that factual? Like, <laughs> yeah, they because they would use uh, paper magazines. Yes, you better believe it. Are we talking about catalog? Are we talking about the same thing here? We are. <laughs> I the think Sears it's catalog. A, I think that's more like yellow journalism, isn't it? Oh <laughs> man! Wow. Now you're now, <laughs> <laughs> and see now just when Jason alley. thought. Just when Jason thought. 
What? It couldn't get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what would you call that? Ooh. So, Brent, coming back to the very opening of this yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, we'll come full circle. Full he circle. wants to start over. <laughs> I think Todd's already erasing it in there. I see the delete button. <laughs> I think we've definitely given ourselves enough rope here that we are ready for the moment we've all been waiting for. The main event. Jason, so you know that people will go to great lengths to try to get out of certain things that they don't want to do, right? Uh huh. Go ahead. <laughs> well, confess. In this, uh, not me. Oh. In this case, people faking diseases. Uh huh. To try to get out of the Civil War. Right. So this is someone who's trying to get excused. Yes. Uh, by pretending to be sick or injured in some way. Right, because you have to have a medical examination, and so you try to go in there. And pull one over on the doctor. Uh huh. So that's where we are. It, the source. So of this cowards is... you're talking about here. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> do an episode about being objectors. a coward. Yes. They had real reasons. Uh huh. They... But they still couldn't get out of it. Uh, nope. <laughs> so they needed to fake an injury. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to fake something okay. and then try to get it past the doctor. So this guy is Doctor Samuel Gross, and he spent 16 years in Louisville. And then he went on to some other places, and then when he was in Philadelphia, he got called upon to write this. It's kind of like a a Civil War medical manual. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, just kind of coincidentally, he was the subject of one of the 19th century's greatest paintings. I had never heard of this because I'm not a big art guy. Right. But it's actually called The Gross Clinic. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a painting of him... Someone did a painting of the his office. And apparently, he's got students around. Oh, is this the picture we're supposed yeah, to look at? Yeah, this is the picture. Uh, this is famous. Uh, I didn't know it was. Yeah, but well, I mean, what, the internet what do we know? seemed to, to suggest that yeah. it's very famous. Oh, what's going on? And they're—I don't know if they're doing a dissection or something of that nature. But it was really controversial. Yeah, because uh, it was graphic. Oh, okay. And uh, if we. Is, ha- so this is a famous, actual medical-related uh, piece of work of art. Yeah, like it had an impact on medicine, or um, needed to be made. Someone thought, and even I guess really art itself. It's a. It's supposed to be one of like the the classic nineteenth-century art. Sure. Pieces. Oh, I would think it would kind of swing around to just um, how even dissection and understanding the insides mm-hmm. of the body, like. You know, was was a thing that doctors didn't do or had to have dead bodies and things like that. Yeah, right. I think you just don't talk about it, right? Yeah. I love how the, the light picks up three things. The cadaver, <laughs> the cadaver. Gross's balding head, uh-huh. <laughs> and some guy doing his homework. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's just reading he's a piece of paper. He's taking copious notes. Copious notes. I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's like a vignette <laughs> of right. his head. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't really notice that, but that's so 100% this caused true. a stir in the world because it was graphic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had a color version of it, there you'd see all kinds of red, kind of protruding from the instruments and everything. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, so oh, so he didn't do it in black and white. Is what you're telling me? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't quite that tasty. Yeah. Okay. But we are talking about a historical work of art, so it could have been in black and white in the original, right? Because that's how you always remember it, anyway. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, you, if you have a flashback, it's a, guaranteed to be black and white. So this hmm. thing here, he's got a chapter on feigned diseases. It's actually chapter twelve of his book. So we start in, it says, Soldiers influenced by a desire to quit the service, to revisit their homes, or evade active duty will not hesitate at times to play the part of imposters, feigning diseases, or even inflicting upon themselves more or less serious injuries with the hope of accomplishing their designs. This deception, technically called malingering, I like that. That's the real word for it, malingering. Yeah, you don't hear that word. No. <laughs> would be of comparatively little consequence if it were always or even generally confined to a few members of a regiment, but when it is remembered that it is liable to become epidemic, spreading from individual to individual, it assumes a deep importance, well calculated to arouse the attention both of the medical officer 
and of the military commander. So what happens is one of these fake injuries pops up, and the next thing you know, five other guys have it. It's catchy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the most contagious thing we've ever seen. <laughs> he actually mentions a few specifics later. It's kind of crazy. I'm just picturing a whole platoon of clingers. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what this is. The number of diseases imitated by this class of dissemblers is surprisingly great, and there is quite a list of self-inflicted injuries. This is the good part, right? We're almost there. Oh. He's going to set it up with one more. (laughs) One more. Okay. Um, Okay, go ahead. Imposters, moreover, are generally very zealous in talking about their disorders or in obtruding them upon the notice of their surgeons, whereas those who are really sick and suffering make comparatively little complaint. So he says that's the first tell, right? Yeah, you got to put on a show. Hey, Doc, look look at this. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, I'm sure they uh, acted like they were just sick, like they felt sick, like mm-hmm. inside, like I can't, you know, move. Yeah. I'm paralyzed or just sick, not just blowing your toe off with the, the gun. <laughs> well, I assume they did people that are going to do that, right? Uh, they did all of the above. Yeah, you, okay. You're already figuring it out. Yeah, they got 10 of those toes. <laughs> yeah, right. What's nine? <laughs> right. Whatever expedients be employed, the surgeon cannot exercise too much address, otherwise he will be almost sure to be baffled. So this is really a guide for the doctor, like, don't let these people pull one over on you here. So we're going to list them one by one. Things that people have tried. So this is in order of um, most often attempted? I think it's the order that he thought of it. (laughs) There doesn't seem to be exactly a rhyme or reason to it. But he just kind of mentions them one by one. We make a little checklist. And then he tells you also, in some cases, what to do about it, how to spot it. So number one, mental alienation or mania. So that is an abnormally elated mental state, according to... The, okay. the doctor sites, right? What does that mean then? Cra- acting crazy? Acting yeah, I guess you're all like hi- hyped up like. Out, and or what freaking we call out. freaking out, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unless the result of inebriation <laughs> and of acute disease generally comes on gradually, being preceded by a marked change in the moral character of the individual, loss of appetite and sleep, and other evidences of general disorder. So, right there, he's saying that if, if it's all on them all at once, that's probably a sign. Just mania, just acting silly, you know, just acting yeah. out of sorts, crazy. That's yeah. what that means, right? Yeah. I mean, what could that? Yeah. Who would think that that's a malady that they have to be sent home for? Um, just hey, act crazy, right? See yeah, what happens. I guess. I suppose. Genuine deafness. Pretty boring first one, I gotta say. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Maybe we're saving. I need a the toe. Best for last. I need a. <laughs> oh oh no! Chop my thumb off. <laughs> there are fingers and or toes ahead. So hang. <laughs> oh, sit yeah, tight. That's the bad part. Sit tight, Kentucky. Genuine deafness is also gradual in its approaches, and when fully established, is invariably attended by a peculiar listless state uh-huh. of the countenance with more or less change of the voice. Uh-huh. Before a final decision is given, a careful inspection of the ears should be made. <laughs> right? Have you thought about checking the ears? That's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> to ascertain whether there is any obstruction or appearance of matter. Sure. You know you got, I mean, you know you a, got a corn cob stuck up here, buddy? <laughs> but, you know, that's one of the reasons that a doctor is a doctor, because you think of things like this. <laughs> right. You'd, you'd have never thought to look in the ear. It's true. It takes years of training to get to that point. <laughs> and lots of debt, as it turns out. Right. So here's what you do about it, Jason. The unexpected discharge of a pistol. In a case of yeah. feigned deafness, yeah, no kidding. might suddenly decide the diagnosis. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you mention that? At, or make him really deaf at the same time, <laughs> right. right? 
Good pun. Oh, yeah, good. Exactly. Unintentionally or giving the guy what he, what he wants. wants. I would probably go ahead and do it if I were this guy. Just shoot a gun. You know, give myself a real awful experience to fall into. <laughs> mm. and, and with guns being so cheap, then. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you, don't, you won't even have to borrow one for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, hmm. Okay. That's pretty good, I guess. All right. So we're That's getting That's a long better. shot, though. Like, I'm deaf. I mean, you did anything. Just slap him. Anything. He's Well, he's not going to hear that, isn't That's pretty stupid, right? That's when you're pretending to be paralyzed. <laughs> That's what the doctor is trying to help us did figure out. Did people do that? Uh, it's in here. It Par- is. You pretend to be paralyzed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's, have a it's tough time all walking going home. to be revealed. Right? <laughs> so, but, so far, I'm picturing one of these things. There has to be somebody who says, I'm going to take one from here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and one from here. <laughs> I'll take the sample platter of things that are wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, amaurosis. Uh-huh. Don't so know that what is. So that is a uh, partial loss of sight. Okay. That usually has to do with a legion in the visual pathway. So it's not your actual eye, but it's like all the little roads leading up to your eye right, down inside right. there. <laughs> Technical terms, right? Nerves or blood? What do you mean? Um, roads? Yeah, like like the, all the little the nerve pathways the nerves, and so forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know, I'm yeah. just messing with okay. you. <laughs> it says something about belladonna. Isn't that poison? Uh, it is. Or poisonous? Yeah, it's like a poisonous plant, right? So it says amaurosis may be simulated... By the internal use of belladonna. That's the poison. And what it'll do is, uh, one side effect of that, it, it enlarges the pupils. <laughs> so <laughs> so, they're, they're, so trying, you know. they're trying to say, hey, look, doc, uh, yeah. is there something wrong with my eye? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm feeling, I, I can't see. And, and so then the doctor is supposed to check it. Oh, yeah, well, your pupil is dilated. This is very serious. All of a sudden. I've seen too much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> These are just too complex to fake. You know, you can see right through it. And you, you know, uh, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great pun. Yeah. I've got to hand it to you. You're, you're raising your game over there. Sometimes you just have to say the words and it ends up accidentally doing that. Oh, yes. You, yeah. It can happen. It can happen. <laughs> These effects are often accompanied by unnatural vascularity of the con- uh, conjunctiva, mm-hmm. and they generally disappear spontaneously in a few days. Mm-hmm. In genuine amaurosis, too, there is always a dilated condition of the vessels of the eye. So, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to watch this guy for three days, and he's going to come back to me, and if it's the belladonna, it's worn off. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If it's or the real took thing. some more. <laughs> He's got a whole locker <laughs> Just take full some of more. it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's something I find, I'm finding fascinating about this. So belladonna was used at one time by women to signal yeah. that they were very interested, or they themselves were very appealing, right? Yes. Increase the, the size of your your pupil. <laughs> so we men have been thinking, gee, what else could I use that? Scientific knowledge for. <laughs> yeah, this chick was using Belladonna to try to... And so no, now, oh, well, now, my... wait a minute, now I can yeah. do that. What can I do? Yeah. Turn myself into a zombie. <laughs> Don't let me out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. It's just a small little thing, though. You know, you need an injury. You need something. Just go fall off a horse. Yeah, yeah so anything, anything yeah. wrong, right? Just do it. Just really injure yourself. That's gonna. You're gonna get some to that, right? That. You're gonna get to people doing that. Uh, there's I mean, some people doing some things scientific in so that far. Realm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Feigned epilepsy. Okay. Mm. There you go again. So, you go. Go. could you imagine trying this to, to pull be an off, actor? Yeah, yeah. Like as an actor, could you imagine? <laughs> I'm gonna pull off an epileptic oh. episode. No. <laughs> I'm going to keep it going for a while too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enough to get out of this. Yeah. Until the orders come through. That would take, yeah. that would take quite just a bit of throw guts. me onto a wagon and take me home. <laughs> so feigned epilepsy differs from the real in the absence of lividity of the countenance, the want of froth at the mouth, and partial character of the convulsions. <laughs> uh-huh. The pupil does not contract, as in the genuine disease. The general sensibility is unimpaired. The tongue is not injured. What does that mean? 
They bite down, right? Uh, you got to sell it then. Mm-hmm. You got to bite mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. If you're going to do this right. I mean, this is saying like, does it look real? Like you got to make yeah. it look real. <laughs> or you walk around with a stick in your pocket. <laughs> I'm about to have a grand mal seizure. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> the nails are not discolored. Yeah. The hand, if opened, is again firmly shut. And the individual often watches with his eye the impression the attack is making upon the bystanders. I think that's the cool tell of this one. You want to see. You're right. And so you're, you're, you're actually right. focused in on somebody uh, in the middle of this attack, yeah. right? Like, are they believing uh, this? <laughs> I like that is clever thing to look for. That's some uh, careful gauge there. Yeah. So the next time yeah. someone fakes one on you, you're like, hey, right. wait a minute, you're looking at me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that pupil like looks that. unusually right. dilated. Uh-oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So then That's he's not also, too bad. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. And then he's got another thing about what you can do about it. Uh-huh. Uh, the application of a heated case knife <laughs> or of a cloth wrung out of hot water often speedily reveals <laughs> the imposition. <laughs> okay. So just burn them a burn little. Em. Yeah, burn they'll, them. They'll, they'll snap out of it. Yeah. Right? You better miracle. stop or I'm going to burn you. It's a miracle recovery. Yeah. <laughs> it is a miracle recovery. Paralysis. Oh. You were asking me about this one earlier. Uh-huh. So here it is. I did. Yeah. Paraly- I did. Yeah, you did. I did. Paralysis is frequently imitated. <laughs> so it says a lot. Yeah. But is generally easily detected simply by watching the patient. Uh huh. Dr. Mahan, you're going to love this one. Tickling his feet when he is asleep. <laughs> that is so nice. <laughs> well, your leg's working fine now. What's that? The careful application of a nail into the foot will reveal if the paralysis is real. He actually does some th- I mean, it's things kind like of that. that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or the threatening him with a hot iron. Yeah, okay. Oh, there we are again, yeah. the hot. You should say, no, go for it. Case knife. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt, Doc. Go for it. Right. <laughs> and fix them with Call your eyes. Call his eye. bluff on the hot iron. I want you to do it now. <laughs> but then you're going to think about the commitment of that, right? Yeah. You're going to tell him to go uh-huh. ahead. Maybe he does it. Yeah. And you're going to have to sit there does the like pa- a statue. Yeah. Right. With that does hot he iron. Have tears in his eyes. That's a clue. <laughs> That's a clue. <laughs> you might feel a little prick. <laughs> oh man. That All I like sudden, that. That does take commitment. <laughs> and then That's, the mania sets in. Yeah, the real mania, right? The real mania. <laughs> like, I can't believe the, that guy just burned me with a hot iron. <laughs> the disease when it attacks the lower extremity is nearly always caused by apoplexy and is then generally associated with mental weakness and difficulty of articulation. Partial paralysis uh, paralysis of the upper extremity is frequently induced by lying upon the arm. This is how they do it. By suppression of the cutaneous perspiration Uh and disease of the spinal cord. What? Okay. Well, you can't make that happen. (laughs) No. Are you saying that they would lay on their arm? You know how your arm would go to sleep? Yeah. And it would yeah, be the appearance yeah. there for a moment that, you know, because you really couldn't control it. Is that what that means? It is, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's saying that, like, some people, yeah. like, try to make their arm go to sleep. They're like, well, it's uh, it's totally paralyzed. Does that ever happen to you now? Does Like, when you sleep, do you wake up in your foot or your leg? Like, it's, when I was a kid, it would happen, like, every night. <laughs> and right? I would wake up with this horrible arm. It would be frightening. Like, why is this not – I you know, I know it happened last night. But still, it just felt weird. It doesn't really happen when you're an adult. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I guess maybe. we don't lay on our arms when we sleep. <laughs> You've learned how to sleep better since then. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's just frequent night terrors. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you do that? Come on now. Let's change the subject. All right. This is boring. No, All it's right. not. It's Next. actually getting good. Next. I, mean, I got one question. Okay. Uh, dreaming? When you sleep, do you dream? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you have – like, do you – Good, bad dreams? Uh, they're usually mundane things. Mundane. It's yeah, like, like uh, there was one night I graded an entire stack of papers. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I woke up and had to go to work and grade you an entire stack it? of papers. Yes. Were you happy in the dream? <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, usually they just go, but yeah, I dream a lot, like every night, just something. You remember them. You remember your dreams. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, if you're having all of these dreams every night and you're remembering them, that's quite a vivid. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Rest time. Stupid, do you get any rest? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because it it happens. But I think like some dreams are like the really dreams are like five minutes long. Feels like it's an eternity. I right. think when you're in right. sleep, but actually you were just not dreaming most of the time. Yeah. That's something like and that, that's right? all I know about dreams. <laughs> I think that might be one we'll of the edit fake. This right uh, on out. Might be, that might be one of the fake injuries coming up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's this next one: uh, hematemesis. So that is vomiting blood. Oh yeah. And then it has kind of a special appearance of resembling coffee grounds. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Mm, so yikes. it's a it's a very specific kind of malady, mm. right? All right. Mm. And someone's. This is what if if you really had it, what would happen? Uh, yeah, and he t- he says like what you can do to fake it too. How could so, anybody fake that vomiting blood? Well, they tried it, so it may be simulated by swallowing blood or an infusion <laughs> of logwood and ejecting the fluid afterward by vomiting. Did you look that mm-hmm. one up? Uh, the logwood, I just assumed it was it was uh, like uh, little uh, wood bits because oh, it looks okay. like coffee grounds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it should be recollected that the real disease is almost invariably connected with serious organic lesion as ulceration of the stomach, induration and enlargement of the liver, or visceral obstruction, and that the patient consequently will exhibit all the characteristics of a sick person. So if they just yak and that's it, Uh it's not not the real thing. That's not enough. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Not enough. (laughs) Yak. Uh, sometimes soldiers counterfeit <laughs> hema. Go for it. Tissus. Yes. Hemoptysis. Hemoptysis. Pick it and go. By cutting the gums oh. or chewing substances impregnated with coloring matter. Ah. So uh-huh. you, a ketchup packet, right? Like of today's time. Uh huh. <laughs> I got the bleeding gums. Uh, I keep going though. Can't fight. Like uh, keep going. A case is related by Guthrie, another doctor, in which a man for this purpose uh-huh. swallowed a piece of cork full of pins. There you go. Yikes. That's the real deal. <laughs> so the immediate effect uh, was that condition and the remote one death <laughs> by wounding the carotid artery. Uh-huh. So, so, yeah, you faked it and, and you made it. Yeah. <laughs> But temporarily. And you're dead. You're dead. But uh, you fake it till you make it. That's yeah. good. You yeah. still made it. Yeah. yeah. He, he did it. You made I've, it back home. Well, you? not really back home. We're just going to bury you here. <laughs> Dear Genevieve. <laughs> right, right. One, one last letter. I regret oh, you're to dead inform already. you that I have swallowed a cork full of pins. That's pretty good. Huh? <laughs> sort of. Um, was that your was that your um, what was that your southern? That the, yeah, that's the uh, that's the deep southern uh, the Civil War Johnny age. Rebs yes, thing, yeah. uh, Johnny. Ga- Re- okay, Johnny. Reb. Mm-hmm. Gastritis. So that's an inflammation of the stomach lining. Gastritis may be simulated by spontaneous vomiting, a faculty possessed by some persons. So some people just have a talent for mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Good for them. There was actually a guy in the WWE who could do that. He could just, like, yes. on command. Uh-huh. I, uh, yeah. Did he do it on stage? Uh, he would say, you know what I'm going to do? There are a lot of wrestlers out there. I'm going to have to separate myself from the rest. I'm going to vomit on stage whenever anyone asks me to. He did it in a, in a tryout. I know that. Oh, and my then God. the same guy was a football player, and mm. he, uh, he did vomit on the ball one time before it was snapped. This is so Just to gross. psych out the other team. That's got to be against the rules. <laughs> you know, it, oddly enough, the rule book doesn't cover it. The rule book it. doesn't say anything. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think that exists. <laughs> right. I guess. It's just a freak ability. Yeah, it is. And so he says, like, you got to watch out for that because they'll, they'll, they'll pull it off and they'll say, oh, well, I'm sick. Can't yeah. go out there. <laughs> and by pretended pain in the epigastric region. 
Oh, 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 oh doc, look out! I, my my oh. my it feels like I swallowed a cork full of pins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that squirrel's not sitting right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we had squirrel last night, so now I'm gonna throw up. Ready? <laughs> Was that a dream, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be though. Probably, I'm gonna dream this. Thanks for the next one, by the way. Oh, dysentery and diarrhea? The D word, yeah. (laughs) Well, this thing holds songs about it on the radio now, so it's not even They do? Oh, yeah. Oh. Pepto-Bismol commercials. Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought you meant like a top 40. (laughs) A ballad. A power ballad. (laughs) That would be a power ballad. If it's dysentery, it's definitely a power ballad. I mean, I don't know what's on the radio right now. Okay. Sure, Pepto. So they are occasionally feigned by exciting artificially irritation of the rectum. Oh my! Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Do we even ask how? (laughs) I don't know that we do. Um, (laughs) Jason's gonna come up with a theory. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm no. I no. He's exciting uh, artificially irritation of the rectum. That's yes. what it is. Okay, let's be serious and mature about it. Uh, by mixing blood <laughs> oh. with the alvine evacuations or by borrowing the discharges of persons mm. actually affected <laughs> wow. with these mm. diseases. Mm. You thought borrowing a gun was bad in the earlier segment. <laughs> so, so how do you even broach that subject, right? Like, hey, <laughs> I got a favor to ask. <laughs> My neighbor, I don't need to borrow sugar. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get it from another soldier. Like, yeah. you know, my granddaddy gave me this here watch. Now, I'm going to trade you for that there diarrhea. Like, like, hey, dude, are you using that? <laughs> or I guess you'd find a sick guy and then, like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you brought it up. Maybe. You know I don't like these topics that are just gross. Dr. Samuel Gross, correct. Perfect. No, I completely forgot. That that was an accident. It is perfect, though. Uh-huh. This Quentin Tarantino story. says, can I borrow some of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it came back around. Should we end now? <laughs> so, so here's how to tell. Here's how to tell, says Dr. Gross. Okay. In genuine dysentery and diarrhea, there yeah. are always well-marked constitutional phenomena. Yes. Which are, of course, absent in the spurious. Careful watching of the patient and compelling him to use a close stool Uh will soon remove any doubt that may exist respecting the nature of the case. Don't. Okay. I know. (laughs) Wait wait, wait a minute. (laughs) Do you know? I I understand these words individually. (laughs) (laughs) I know that the way. But I'm not sure. Compelling him to use a close stool. Yeah, I say, oh man, that looks bad. Do it again. (laughs) <laughs> Let, let's see if you I can it repeat meant it. Like, like closed, like uh, you know, container, so he can't. You can sift through it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Could mean that. <laughs> no, this is so gross. This is the grossest one you've ever done. Uh-huh. Okay, disease Why of the heart. Why would that send you home anyway? Would that just keep you from the battle that day? Uh, now, dysentery, dysentery is pretty serious. All right. It's, uh, it's deadly. Okay. Now, now regular maybe, diarrhea, maybe, maybe the, not. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, it's a matter of opinion, I guess. But, but you know, actual dysentery has <laughs> killed um, a lot of people okay. on the battlefield. But I know, but the, the other thing. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't think that'd just send you home. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's not a good one to fake, right? Yeah, that's like, not a good one. Like, oh, you'll be fine. That's what you'll be fine. <laughs> you know, give it a week. Yeah, and yeah give it you'll a, be right an hour there, and you'll yeah. be fine. That's an right. hour. The, the, the child wagon got delayed again. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. got diarrhea. Yeah, you're just going to get it again. So get out there and fight. <laughs> Disease of the heart. Okay. Now there's the power balance. In the, <laughs> it is. For real. That's the love letters from back home. In the form of palpitation, may, it is said, be produced by the use of uh, hellebore. So that's another one of these medicine-like things. Mr. Hutchinson of England refers to an epidemic of this kind among members of the marine artillery. So they all, they all had this condition, right? Oh, my heart, my heart. <laughs> Mr. Lincoln, I'm, I'm coming to join you. It's my heart. Organic cardiac disease could easily be detected with the stethoscope. 
So just listen to it. You're a doctor. Mm-hmm. You'll 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 get it figured out. Right. I don't know these new machines. A stethoscope? <laughs> I, I trust my ears rather than a machine. You know that probably happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain of it. If you were to go back and look, you're like, oh, this boy. thing, I don't know why why it's a, look got a, a must-have now. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah. I just thump and listen with my ears. <laughs> oh, it's good enough for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, lumbago. So that's lower back pain. Uh-huh. When lumbago is made the subject of deception, the attack seldom long withstands the application of rash remedies or the threatened use, <laughs> if speedy relief does not arise, of the hot iron. Uh-huh. So we're back to the hot iron hot again. Iron. It's the solution for everything. Mm-hmm. Good for what ails you or sort of ails you. <laughs> yeah, what, what you're pretending ails you. Uh, let's see. Oh, contraction of the joints. Uh-huh. What's so, that mean? you know, I've just, my, my hands all closed up. I, I oh, can't, just, you know, I'm not going to be able to go out yeah. there. I don't know why this is happening. <clears throat> not unfrequent source of imposition is easily detected by the use of anesthetics or so, that, so you knock them out. Right. <laughs> and then whoop, the hand just opens oh, right that. up like magic. Yeah. Or you just you poke them with a needle. Or, yeah, or, or uh, pricking the parts suddenly yeah. with a needle, it yeah. says, when the patient is off his guard. It's like, whoop, oh, and there goes the hand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's working just fine. <laughs> Treat them like, it's like children. Yeah. You got to trick them. <laughs> so, so, so as a... I, I can imagine Dr. Gross's practice being <laughs> consisting half of <laughs> half of um, uh, nothing up my sleeves. Hey, look over here! Distract, <laughs> distract somebody! Right. Pull out a hot bra <laughs> from somewhere. Yeah, no, you gotta be a magician. <laughs> Get a needle <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> He, yeah, he's, he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably got a whole routine, right? Like, <laughs> right. I'm going to step behind you. I'm going to keep continuing to talk to you about uh-huh. the very grave nature of your injury. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to shoot my gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw that briefcase. Remember Brady Bunch? They threw that briefcase on that guy in the court. Brady Bunch. Didn't see that one. Uh, you that one. saw it. No, missed I didn't that see one. Not that oh, episode. Yeah, I've seen the, the show. Fa- I haven't seen that episode. Well, he had on one of those collars. You know those collars when you like uh, have a wreck? <gasps> oh, right. Someone rear ends you. You got to put on one of those. The ambulance yeah, chasing and, collar. Yeah, right, right, but they thought he was faking. So Mike Brady in court when they were mm-hmm. suing him threw the briefcase on the ground. <gasps> Startled, he turned around. Case closed. It was over. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> no, but it sounds like he was Edit right up Dr. Gross's alley, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh-huh. You remember that, Todd, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, you do. He just wants to <laughs> my, sing Mike Brady out. was an architect. He wasn't a uh, lawyer. Huh? No, no, no. The guy was suing Carol or someone like that. Maybe Peter. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason, it was a dream. It was. <laughs> <laughs> no. People right now, like I guess, a couple of people right now are listening going, yeah, heck Yeah. I remember that. That's my favorite episode. Through that briefcase. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, are there more? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rye neck. Rye neck. So what happens with rye neck is the muscles of the neck contort, and then it leaves you with a tilted head. So that's rye neck. Um, Okay. When rye neck is simulated, both the sternocleidomastoid muscles are rendered rigid by the effort at deception. Whereas in the real disease, the contraction is confined to one side. So you can't fake it because yeah. to try to fake it, you use the wrong muscles. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought your right leg was stiff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I, did I say right? Uh, I meant left. I mirror at the time. I meant yeah. stage right. My yeah. stage right leg was. <laughs> As one looks at it. <laughs> oh, now here's the one from the top, right? Incontinence of urine. Uh-oh. Oh, right. Bloody urine mm. and oh. stone in the bladder have all been simulated by designing soldiers. Right. The mm. former is said to be at times epidemic. Then uh, its detection is, of course, easy, as the ordinary disease never assumes such a character. Hmm. So, okay, mm. you've mm. all got urinary incontinence. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Something's wrong here. Because <laughs> they're military age people, like 20 years old. Yeah. Uh, hold on. 
So uh, it doesn't do that for real. Uh-huh. Harsh remedies are the best means of relief. Ballingall states that the fictitious cases of incontinence have been successfully treated by the cold bath. By prescribing a few lashes on the loins. <laughs> okay, there's that too. It's like hold still. I've got, you can. I've got this. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can take a bath. <laughs> you can either take a bath, or I'm going to hit you with this whip. <laughs> I'll choose bath. For, for <laughs> it's like kids then in those days. Uh, yeah, but you just tell the doctor. <laughs> In Yankees the, put a stone in my bladder, Doc. The Yankees put it there. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was framed. <laughs> That's what happened. In the Austrian army, the imposter is obliged to do duty with a urinal. So apparently they say, okay. Is that a euphemism? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're pretty literal. <laughs> uh, bloody urine has been provoked by injecting blood into the bladder. Oh. I can't even imagine. Like oh. it doesn't say how, but I guess I guess it's just a needle, right? Yeah. Mm. And by scarifying the urethra. No one's gonna do that. No one would do that. You'd go through this whole list <laughs> before you got to that. <laughs> That's the last resort of the shirker. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't. Well, can you act paralyzed? No. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you can you do this? No. What about this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, been, I've been looking to scar my urethra. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh-huh. Whatever happened to just acting crazy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just act nuts. Just start, like, beating on people, throwing yourself off cliffs, and then they'll just send you home. <laughs> yeah, this is almost too clever by I half, possessed. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's way too much effort. Is that what you mean? Just talk nonsense, nonsense. So this is way before Catch-22, right? The whole uh, Ken Kesey thing. <clears throat> oh, yeah, but it is. Mm-hmm. Um, calculus. So I didn't realize calculus, calculus was an actual medical term. Calculus. <laughs> until I saw this. If they start doing calculus, <laughs> here's how you test them. <laughs> Give them a test. <laughs> In calculus. Yeah, if they, if they get the problem right, <laughs> yeah. then they're right. faking it. Yes, because they, <laughs> For don't, sure. they don't know. Calculus is almost unknown. So that is uh, things like gallstones, kidney stones. Really? They lump it together as is this term calculus. Yeah. Uh, it's almost unknown among the soldiers. It is sometimes attempted to be counterfeited by scraping the walls and throwing the lime into the urinal. Mm. Oh, there's I, the stone. I, guess, yeah. I, guess, I, yeah. I just passed it, Doc, but I, but I got another one. I feel another one coming <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Look over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It does hurt. <laughs> Toss it out. And the how set. do you know when the stone actually exists, the sound will generally promptly detect What it. does that mean? So it's going to go plink. <laughs> and if it doesn't it have go to be. plink, then it's fake. But the, you're not going to just be standing there waiting. Oh, yes, you to are. To hear the plink. Dr. Gross will be. <laughs> Standing there. <laughs> Nothing gets by Dr. Gross. <laughs> okay. But I, but I love how generations of kids have experienced pain with Calc 1 and Calc 2. <laughs> That's true. That, that has sent a lot of people to the hospital over the years. <laughs> yeah, that is funny, too, actually, to think of it in those terms. You know, right. just to calculus. even bring in class. Like, here's the old oh. definition of calculus. Yeah. You think this is going to be hard. Oh, this would be a huge hit over in the math it's department. It's kind of a funny, yeah. yeah, it's a funny little detail. <laughs> you, you have a choice. You can take this test. Or you can pass a stone. Or you can take the other calculus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Self-inflicted. Is this? Self-inflicted <laughs> injuries of various kinds are resorted to for the purposes of deception. The, thus, malingerers often provoke inflammation of the eye mm. and temporary opacity of the cornea by means of corrosive sublimate, lime, tobacco, nitrate of silver, and other irritants. I got an eye injury because I've rubbed something in it. Uh, a pinch will do you. <laughs> right. <laughs> a great yeah. number of men have been known to suffer from this cause at the same time, as if the disease were an epidemic. Ulcers of the legs are produced by prickling, uh, pricking the skin with pins or needles, frictions with sand, or caustic applications. Edema of the limbs, so that's swelling, 
may be excited by tight ligatures. So you, you actually like tie off part of your arm and that, well, it's all swollen up. I don't mm. know what's wrong. Yeah. Uh, if only I had a needle. <laughs> 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 so I've heard. Uh, and then Jason. Uh-huh. I know. Just for you. I knew you'd pause mm. on. Not, no, mm. not. What does that mean? <laughs> Just for me. <laughs> the one about the scrotum and testicle you're about to read. So, so disease of the scrotum and testicle. I mean, this he's building to the funny one, I guess. By inflation of the parts with air. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Big to difference. Like, like first of all, it's inflated with disease. what? Like, I mean, I don't understand this. I think you do. I, I do. <laughs> air. Air. Well, how are you going to get Straw. air in there? A reed from the pond. You make a straw chain. <laughs> Jason sounds like I he knows know. this really well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, How would you do quick. it? How would you do it if it were 1863? Well, I guess a bicycle pump would be out of the bicycle question. Bicycle pump? Yeah, I mean, it's too <laughs> early. Those, it's too early for the bicycle yeah. pump. They've definitely got those about Honestly, the later part you, of the 1800s. Or you, uh, you know... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> say, say, are you, are you, they got creative. Are it's you done blowing up that, uh, yeah, that Zeppelin yeah, you're there? Gonna, uh, you need a friend, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're and borrowing long, everything else from your neighbors for all these, so I guess you're asking for a yeah. little helping hand or something. All What's such it? tricks are usually <laughs> readily detected by the medical officer and his assistants. Yeah. Uh, no, he's getting his assistants. You can't fool me. That's yeah. too stupid to do. <laughs> that inflation didn't happen naturally. I'm, mm -mm. I'm an expert at these things. I don't know how much inflation can even happen, really. <laughs> That's what and what I'm would saying. be the horrible condition of that anyway? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like is that going to stop you from flying? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> That's that one's way out right. there. Yeah. Self mutilation sometimes amounts mm. to the destruction of an eye, an entire finger. Ooh, there we yeah. go. Yeah. You, you knew it. Mm. You knew it was out there. Well. Or even the greater portion of the hand. Mm. Occasionally, it is limited to slight wounds, and the imposition may then be practiced on an extensive scale, mm. as was the case in the French army at the battles of Lutzen and Bautzen. So those are the Napoleonic Wars. So he's looking back at previous wars, what happened in the 1800s, in which nearly 3,000 soldiers were slightly injured in the hands. So, right. so either... The Prussians are dead shot, and they can hit you right in the hand. Or we right. got an epidemic of trouble here. It was just too many. I'm going with the Prussians. Yeah, they were pretty tough. They were they were tough guys. Yeah, or just the I guess I guess the hand is important because you can't really shoot a gun or do anything. Uh, if your hand's yeah, injured. I mean, I really I I want to get out there, I but I can't. I would want to chop or blow off my hand though, long term. Like maybe I'd go for the leg. Just shoot yourself in the leg, you know, down underneath the artery region. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you a, can't get a little calf shot. Why? Ch I, mean, I don't want to chop off my fingers. I'd rather. Oh no, no way. <laughs> With these big, huge musket balls. <laughs> <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this little guy. I'll do the pinky, right? Oh yeah, it's got to be the pinky. Oh god, this is gonna be great. I can't wait to get on that carriage and go home. Hey, maybe whole hand gets blown off because it's a gun. Maybe this is where that whole uh, Alouetta song got started. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the three thousand soldiers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna pull off your finger. You're gonna pull off. I guess people like uh, obviously yeah. definitely get to the point like where you're so afraid of dying that you'd rather do that. Well, I had that thought too. And you like, would why do not that just go out there? Battle. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have that fight like that, like yeah. if you're gonna have that that actual injury to yourself, why not take your chances? Well, out but there? it's not death. That's that's what I mean. Well, it's it, preferable. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah. if you believe you're gonna die, I guess. Yeah. I guess. So, I don't on know. a on a more serious note, uh oh, <laughs> please do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm struck once again by how. A hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, the attitude towards injury of the body was so different, it seems, than ours. Because now we protect ourselves oh, yeah. in so many ways. And when you read these accounts 
a punishment is you know getting strapped to the wheel and being broken oh, on the wheel. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yes, you get whacked uh, around the head at the slightest uh, right. reason to be. <laughs> we oh. have certainly moved the goalposts <laughs> yeah. in that situation. So for these guys, oh, right. shooting off a finger could be the same as us, you know, pretending we're yeah, right, have a headache or something. Right. They, right. Um, so um, go ahead. Is there more? No, no, no. We're going to pay a few bills at this point. Oh, the bills. So this part of the program is brought to you by Grano. Go to your grocer today and get a 15-cent package of Grano. It takes the place of coffee at one-fourth the cost. Made from pure grains, it is nourishing and healthful. Insist that your grocer gives you Grano. Accept no imitation. Okay. Well, and does it taste anything like coffee? I don't think so. I think it tastes like cream of wheat. Yeah. I wonder if Dr. Gross ever fed that to any of the patients. (laughs) (laughs) Watch the reaction. (laughs) Experiment failed. It would be like drinking wheat or corn. Yeah. That would be terrible. (laughs) It's got to be. I I I have no idea they told that. Yeah. Yeah, Add enough half and half and you're good to go. It is 25% 25% of the price of coffee. So maybe if you're yeah. desperate, you just I want a decaf, low-fat, no-foam grano. Please. Yeah. Please whip that up for me. Lots of sugar. This coffee just costs too much. This bag of coffee cost me 10 cents last week. <laughs> and I'm not doing that again. No, for real. I'm not doing that. not getting me with that 10-cent pound of coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, are you running out of good ads? Is that's what that, that's what's happening here? You had some good ones last time. <laughs> yeah, we're, no, I like that. We're never we're never out. We're yeah. Never. Um, we have, however, turned to the final page of this chapter. Oh, but old Kentucky tales never fails to return. Except this episode might have done. It might have been too gross. This might have finally been the last nail in the coffin. We'll have, to, we'll have to see how the reaction takes place. It's going to be like the actual painting of Dr. Gross. I'm, I'm glad to have joined you then, Brett. <laughs> right, yeah. That's my last episode. So. <laughs> yeah, the staff is quitting left and right. That's true. He called you staff, Todd. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, you can download even more episodes on iTunes or NPR One app. So mm-hmm. you just binge listen to the things all the way back. Season after season after season <laughs> okay. after season yes. after season. You could binge listen for a while now, right? Mm-hmm. Take you hours. Um, well, this is our ninth. We're recording our ninth season. I'll ninth say season. that. Yeah. And you made a lot of mistakes along the way, but we did not stop, did we? <laughs> no, still haven't. Still haven't. If you didn't like what you heard, then um, it's probably par for the course. Special thanks to WKMS, our producer Todd Birdsong, our special guest up in Dermahan. Yes, thank you for being here. Oh, my. Made uh, it fun. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thanks also to the Paducah School of Art and Design, West Kentucky Community and Technical College, and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs>